0: This episode of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash mayfairtheaterpodcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash mayfairtheaterpodcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Welcome everybody to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. I'm Lee. Yay, we did it. (laughs) We all look like the cover of the poster for Love. We're all leaned into one thing.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, whoa,
2: wait. So, so starting on
1: that topic of conversation... My lips are very close. It's I I, uh, very easily, it wasn't much of an effort, but I kind of photoshopped together... A poster for love that was just the um, like the title card of the movie.
3: (laughs) The closest thing to PG because there's like
1: like the poster. I didn't think I didn't think Lee would give a thumbs up to any of like or just you know because so the poster we use it's three people kissing. But even just, like, the
2: logo is kind of... The, the font. The font. Specifically. Uh, we, we, we received the poster yesterday. It's
3: pretty jizzy. Yeah.
2: And I put it... <laughs> yes, it is. And I put the poster up in the candy bar. Yeah. And I was trying to put the date slug somewhere, and I thought I'd cover up the 3 the, mention that it's in 3D because we're going to show it in 2D. Right. And I covered it up, and it actually cuts off the dripping... okay. The dripping off the font. And yeah. I thought, oh, it kind of cleans up the... Yeah. The logo, but there's still all those twisted tongues. Yeah. And then Anna said, I don't think you should have that up during the uh, screening of P- P- Polar Express at this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Or, so I put it... It, lo- it looks wonderful by the men's washroom. And I didn't yeah. bother covering the the Well, pods. it's... Because it's, uh, when I sent out that poster,
1: Lee said, oh, can we add text? And I was like, yeah. I said, I'm not sure how to do that, but Gwen's the brains of this operation. So later on in the day, I was elsewhere, and Gwen said, oh, do you want me to do that up? And I said... No, I think we're okay with one of the posters. And she has no idea what it is. And she goes, What's wrong with the posters? And I go, type in love gasper to <laughs> and she she texts back like five minutes later, and was like, oh my. And I was like, Yeah, that's the posters. So yeah. imagine so I'm surprised, like you guys might know this, but like, is it getting the like x rating elsewhere or because i know in canada kind of r is what x is in the states States. i
2: imagine it's it's unrated it's not a triple x film no we should say it's not we're not doing porno no 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 it just has adult adult yes yeah images there are there are extremely sexual scenes in the movie that might make people who don't watch adult films think they're watching adult films but it's not a it's not a porno right um but the posters are pretty risque, and the posters actually make me want to see the movie more. I love, I love all three posters. But I mean, didn't like, <laughs> showgirls back in the nineties get an NC seventeen? Well, NC seventeen doesn't exist in this country. No, but down
0: in the states. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's I the... think they went. I, the option is you either cut it to an R. Yeah. Or you can go unrated.
2: Yeah. It, it's not it's not um, it's not profitable to have a film unrated. Right. Rated R because there's certain radio stations and television stations that won't air commercials for your movie that's right. rated that way. So it's not it, it's never been a you know I don't think since been the cowboy has yeah. a film released <laughs> a, a mainstream movie succeeded with an X rating um,
3: According to IMDb it's rated R.
2: Yeah. Is but it, I might, it, the Americans might have a cut version. I remember when his last film came out, Into the Void. It was edited down, right? Remember? Right. Yeah. There was a there was a R-rated version that that was available in the United States. So maybe they've done that with love. Yeah. Uh, which would be easy to do. I mean, you just cut out all the... Yeah. <laughs> cut out all the... the scenes <laughs> that make Andrew
1: awkward. <laughs> so, Enter the Void, Where, where, where is this room split on it? Has everyone here seen Enter the Void? I haven't
0: seen either I, uh, that or, or Irreversible.
1: I did not like Enter the Void, but it's one of those movies that, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know people who love it, and I was just, like, I barely got through it, and I just was not into that movie, but...
2: I, I didn't like it, uh, Irreversible, Okay, and I was expecting not to like Into the Void, and I really like Into the Void. But yeah. I, I just, I, you know, so, you know what MDMA is? Is that what the drug is they do? I just found one. No. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of fascinating drug. I don't even know. If, does it really exist?
1: Yeah. It does exist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
3: know what it's like. <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <laughs> it? We're all lying right now. We're big crack <laughs>
1: addicts here. At the Mayfair. That'll be the next podcast. We're going to try some.
2: <laughs> I just like... <laughs> I, I really liked how the film depicted MDMA and the right. effects of MDMA. I thought that was really cinematic. Uh, I thought visually it was super duper. Uh, I saw Irreversible at the Cannes Film Festival. Did I talk about this last week? Uh, saw, you mentioned it to me. I, Michael Moore won the award for Bowling for Columbine. And he came out of the award ceremony with with his award in his hand. And he came up to me and said, Lee, let's go see Irreversible nah. upstairs. He was supposed to go to a party. And everyone was going to a party. So we went upstairs and watched Irreversible together. And it was a really exciting screening. Uh, I I mean I think my effect on the film was due to that screening. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's a really extreme film yeah. and there's like a twenty minute se- sex sequence in the movie that's really extreme and everyone talks about. It. And people booed throughout the whole movie. Would <laughs> stand on the stage and give the finger, but Gaspar Noé was there yeah. and tell him to f off during the screening. And people were laughing and I just I felt like it was too soon after uh what was the other film that tells itself backwards uh, memento memento yeah yeah it's too soon after memento and i thought it took too much from memento that was my feeling at the time That's i kind of want to watch it again i do like the scene between monica bellucci and her husband i do like that scene in the hallway i just i think when actors can pull off something like that it's pretty yeah pretty amazing um but I still, I'm not the biggest fan of Irreversible, although I should watch it again. But I do really like Enter the Void. And, and, and you know, ever since Tiff, all my friends who were there, everyone talks about love. Yeah. Everyone talks about how great it was to see in the, in the crowd. I know, there's, there's something about his movies in the big screen that's electrifying to see. Whether you're lucky or not, like, I didn't like oh, yeah. Irreversible, but I loved going to that screening because it was so much fun. It was like being on a roller coaster.
3: It's kind of like when things are upsetting. Yeah. Like, when they give me feelings, like, we've, we've talked about this before, regardless of whatever feeling comes out of it, Yeah, Um, you know, if I'm upset or something, if 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 a movie manages to provoke any reaction out of me, then it's achieved its objective. True.
2: Yeah, and it's not a waste of time, even if you're not liking it. Exactly. It's like um,
3: I rarely walk out of things. I'll like tough it out and hate it the whole way through because
2: you make me seem like you make it sound like you went to an art gallery. Yeah. And you didn't (laughs) like the paintings, but it doesn't mean you didn't like going to the art gallery.
3: Kind of, yeah. 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 Then you'll
2: go again next week. Yeah.
1: Probably. Well <laughs>
3: maybe somebody different is gonna
2: be there. Yeah, for sure. When we
1: when oh, we true. screened uh <coughs> oh the, the Lars von Trier movie with William Dafoe. Oh my god, yeah. What's that one called?
3: Uh, Antichrist. Antichrist.
1: Antichrist. Yeah. So I came to see that with a friend of mine. I knew what I was getting into because I, I I love hate Lars von Trier. Like like I think he's a monster, but I, I've seen all his films and I'm into it. I think I think he's a genius. I don't know how he keeps making movies, because his movies don't make money. A lot of the times, nobody likes them. And he keeps making movies with these big casts and everything. But in, in Antichrist, there's a few pretty crazy scenes. Uh, weird, and there was weird. one where we had a pretty good crowd that night. And there was two, like, audible gasps. I sitting next to one.
3: I was sitting next to one. Like,
1: scarred for life, never come into a movie again, maybe yeah. fainted. But you that was could, like
3: we were a row of, like, holding yeah. on to each other.
1: Like, <laughs> no way. But that's you, that's way, whether it be... Like, whether it be, like, a goofy comedy, like, you know, like something slapstick, Mr. Bean, or Lars von Trier, it's it's better to see in a theater, because you'll see something at home, and, and you might think, oh, that's funny, but you're not laughing, there's not that kind of...
3: It's rare that I laugh out loud at yes. something if I'm watching it by myself. Yeah.
2: I think airplanes are the weirdest place to watch comedy. <laughs> yeah. Because no one laughs at an, at an airplane. Yeah. I sit there by myself, 300 people in the airplane, <laughs> the only one laughing out loud. And maybe not everyone's watching the same movie I'm watching, but uh, That's it's, funny. It's, it's strange.
1: That's funny. Uh, I, we, I was at I was at the, um, the Pop Expo here in Ottawa, which is kind of a comic convention. Uh, selling my comic book wares. How did well did you? I went to ask you how well you did, did. Did pretty well. It was kind of a dead con. Cons. This is a whole other topic of conversation. But it was worth having a table. Worth having a table. They become more autograph fest. People go to get that fourth tier Star Trek Voyager actor to sign something for fifty dollars. But it was pretty good. But uh, I was sitting there and I hear this uproarious laughter and I text and I go. Lee, I just heard you laugh. You're in here somewhere. I'm in aisle two hundred and fourteen or whatever. If
3: Lee is sneezing or laughing, you know where he is. Yeah.
0: yeah, my kids hate me for my sneeze. He
3: used to scare me when we were in Orleans uh, because I I can't,
0: thought, I can't control it. Oh man. It, it sounds like a woman getting mugged.
3: <laughs> I think the first time I heard you sneeze, like I was all the way upstairs in Orleans, and you were all the way downstairs, and it was like something's happening. Somebody's yeah. in trouble. Is that no. woman
0: okay?
1: <laughs> my my geek star sighting was I thought um X uh, uh Iceman from the X-Men movies walked by my table oh, and man. browsed for a second and then went on and I looked online and it wasn't Iceman it was his twin brother what? so so the guy who That's plays awesome. Iceman uh has a twin brother who also is an actor Was he
2: at Comic-Con to sign autographs Yeah no. this weekend
1: so I forget its last name is Ashmore but they're twin brothers
0: and they oh, both yeah. do kind of geeky things Sean Ashmore and Aaron Ashmore maybe yeah. So I, okay, okay yeah. I'm sorry no it's
2: okay yeah. am I allowed to tell a story that Daniel Logan told me about Revenge of the Sith? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good story. story. So, we went... I only went because Daniel Logan was there and the kids and I, we watched Attack of the Clones the night before. (laughs) Daniel Logan plays young Boba Fett in the film. Yep. And if you remember Attack of the Clones, uh, um, Jango Fett's head is cut off by Mace Windu in the arena. And so, Daniel told me, he was just talking, he was really nice with the kids. I like people who are nice to my kids. Yeah. And like, it goes a long way. Remy Royale is really nice to yeah. my kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was nice to my mom. <clears throat> he treats my dad like shit. <laughs> That's not true. <clears throat> so, Daniel just talking. We talked to him for like a half an hour, and there was people in line, and he didn't seem to care. We just stayed there. It was really nice. And he mentioned he was on the set of uh, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And I had to stop him, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, why, why were you on the set of Revenge of the Sith? That, that doesn't, would, did George just invite you to set? That was kind of nice of him. And he was like, no, no, I was in the movie. I'm like, well, tell me what? more. Daniel Logan told me this story about how he was, when, the, the, in the script, uh, when the Emperor shoots Mace Windu at the window, when there was electricity, Mace Windu was supposed to land into an arena. And Boba Fett was going to be waiting for him. And he was going to shoot Mace Windu and kill off Mace Windu that way. Uh, and so Mace, uh, Daniel Logan was on set dressed as Django, uh, dressed as Boba Fett ready to shoot. And um, Samuel Jackson said to George Lucas, look, I don't, I don't want to be killed by that punk kid. <laughs> so George, what,
3: you motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so he sent Daniel Logan home and, and he, you know, I, he said, I'm the punk kid.
3: That Daniel,
2: that Samuel Jackson referred to me to. So
3: his claim to fame is that Sam J hates his face. Yeah,
2: (laughs) his face. Yeah, I mean he was 13 when he made Attack of the Clones, so he probably would have been 15 when he made Revenge of the Sith, or been in Revenge of the Sith. Wow. Um, he's 29 now. Very handsome. He's a big Star Wars fan. Like we started following him on Instagram, and all his pictures are with uh, Kenny Baker and uh, David yeah. uh, David Prowess And he, like, he's like one of us now. Wow. Yeah. But he also happened to play Boba Fett. Right, right, right. With the mask off. Not a lot of people got to play Boba Fett with the mask off. Yeah. Um, he also told me the difference between Disney and 20th Century Fox owning owning uh, owning. Um, Star Wars franchise mm. that when 20th Century Fox owned the Star Wars franchise the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon which he was a part of he got to do some voices uh, you know you'd see lightsabers go through stormtroopers right. they'd be pulling lightsabers out of the head, the, the head of a stormtrooper but with Rebels now that Disney owns the Rebels it's less violent Right. and Disney doesn't want any of that he did, they don't want to show uh, yeah. kids killing kids on yeah. TV poor <laughs> yeah. kids um, so you know he's like I, I miss Star Wars being dark yeah. And so when he signed it, an autograph, he said, uh, May the dark side of the Force be with you. Wow. Yeah. Nice. The dark
0: side of the Force, not yeah. just the dark side. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he said he thinks Force Awakens will be good, mm. but he 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 said that it's probably not going to be as dark as the rest. And then yesterday it got rated PG-13. PG-13, yeah. So it is going to be as dark, at least as we've rented the Sith. Um, we can talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Boba Fett claim to fame is... For Attack of the Clones,
1: my friend Tom drew the Django Fett one-shot comic book. Oh. and uh, oh, I think you
2: told me that. Yeah, oh.
1: and he said he, he uh, ph- phones me up. is back when people see his phones. And he was like, do you want to be in the Star Wars comic book? And I would like flip the table and push an old lady out of the way and was like, yes. <laughs> and he said, I don't know what I'm drawing yet because there's a few different options. Uh, in one anthology story, Tom drew a Jar Jar comic book. And so he's like, if it's a Jar Jar comic book, it might not be any humans in it. I'm like, just put me in the background, like, waving. But it ended up being uh, Jango Fett. So I get killed by Jango Fett. I'm the first person in Star Wars Kennedy who was Jango Fett. <laughs> then episode seven happened, and I'm not in canon anymore. <laughs> so I want one of my comic artist friends to draw Star Wars again to put me back into canon (laughs) this is like (laughs) the first thing I thought selfishly it was like oh I'm not in continuity anymore none of that counts but um, Um, now that we've advertised the movie that's going to make a billion dollars (laughs) opening weekend
2: (laughs) I know, I can't wait to see what we're going to show on the 17th of December and see if people come. Can we show, like, <laughs> uh, this 18th. Turkish Star Wars or something? On the... I thought about that because we did the Mad Max uh, rip month. Like... Yeah, yeah. But we, I, Mad Max Mad, rip-off month was attractive to do because the, all those films are available in HD. Right. So they look nice on a big screen. Um, any Star Wars rip-off that I can think of is not available in HD, and Turkish Star Wars yeah. is one of them. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah... Yeah, we'll think of something soon. I have an idea for Saturday Cinema again soon, but I'm, I'm waiting for it to arrive. D- Disney <laughs> would just let us play the holiday special, right? It's <laughs> playing its aphods on the 16th. Oh, yeah.
1: you're going to get them in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I dis- warned them. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: but speaking of Christmas movies... Yeah, let's do so. it. Oh, We've yeah. got, like, quite a list. I'm very excited. I like our list of Christmas coming movies. coming up.
1: So, um, um, <laughs> to start with the classic stuff, we have... Uh, the the old uh, Ottawa, I always get the old wrong. Ottawa South Community Association. I want to call it old Ottawa South uh, is presenting it's a wonderful life. Uh, it's a wonderful life is a movie that I can and have watched like I think about every year and will again, and I always love it. like I always get into it, especially watching it here. It's like time travel. yeah because there's like and I always get a little nerd choked up because every year on Twitter or Facebook people put uh, what's the line that he say? He's like he's like, he's like, Hello, old movie house, when he's, like, running crazy through the streets. <laughs> yeah. and People always tag us on that, which is nice. So we have that. We have uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the original from 1947, another classic that can be watched over and over again. Um, then on the opposite end of the scale, A Christmas Horror Story. And not only is that a premiere, but we have one of the directors and two of the writers coming. And these gentlemen are responsible for the Ginger Snaps trilogy,
2: and splice and a couple other cool canadiana horror things so i thought it would would have been fun to have a christmas story on the same weekend yeah i, I was trying to fit it in but we had too so many rentals happening that weekend yeah but it it's funny to have on the marquee a christmas story, story, and yeah. a christmas <laughs> <horror>
3: story. <laughs> oh my god Try there's a phone the ringing the uh-oh. uh-oh
2: we're gonna turn Pick the it volume. up and hang it off Volume.
1: <laughs> turn the volume down there we go oh it's still ringing oh. <laughs> no, never. we're the worst cinema <laughs> ever <laughs> customer relations ever um, then we have oh so so this weekend so we're recording this um, on our pre November 27th week. So Saturday the 28th we have the Polar Express with uh, which Tracy Arnett is presenting. Uh Tracy Arnett presents stuff a couple times a year with us. And uh, Polar Express is free admission, free small popcorn and drink. And they're collecting kind of holiday season charitable gifts for, or sorry, yeah, charitable I mean, money and food. Yeah,
3: they take donations for I think the food bank, and money cash. Yeah, which so is anyway money
1: cash. Money cash.
2: It's <laughs> that new thing everyone's talking about. <laughs> That's
0: what Borat money. calls money.
1: <laughs> money cash. And these always, it will be we're, we're it's early. It's funny. Mel Mel put me on the schedule. It's like eight thirty a.m. and I'm like. 8.30 a.m. And it's like, oh, yeah. I want to try bad. to get the doors open
3: for nine because we've yeah. got a rental afterwards and then another movie. Yeah, like, yeah. it's going to be boom, boom, boom. So.
1: And um, it was... it'll be packed. People love a free movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so if you want to come to that, get here bright and early for Polar Express. Um, and then we have, of course, Die Hard playing December 21st. Uh, I-, I love it when people get excited even though it's something we kind of do frequently and people are like, Die Hard. You're, that's my Christmas tradition oh I'm so excited to come see it
3: there's so many people still who like sort of are just finding out that we play Die Hard every year and they're yeah. like oh man I watch that with my brother every year we're yeah. gonna come down to Mayfair <laughs> it's like cool
1: there, there's some who argue that it's not a Christmas movie and I'm like no you're wrong it's the greatest Christmas movie
2: it's, it takes place at Christmas time Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas movie yes and when I was young, both movies—they were—they were out—they weren't out at the same time, but they were out around the same time, like they yes. were within a few years of each other. I think two years of each yeah. other. And so they seemed to be competitive. When I was right. young, *Lethal Weapon*. What's better? You know, *Lethal Weapon*. Or, it's like, what's better now? *Star Trek* or *Star Wars*? When I was a kid, what was better, *Lethal Weapon* or *Die Hard*? Yeah. Both Christmas action movies. And it seems now in 2015, *Die Hard* has certainly won. I think so. No one's talking about *Lethal Weapon*.
0: Maybe because well, they don't remember it as a Christmas movie the same way people remember Die Hard as a Christmas movie right right I love that that Shane Black kind of made a bit of a comeback with
1: directing and writing Iron Man 3 and then it ended up being a Christmas movie so it it continues his tradition because kiss kiss bang bang and um, oh the Gina Davis movie with Sam Jackson all of his action movies are Christmas movies
2: did you see the trailer for Civil War this morning I have not I woke up and I saw yeah. <laughs> Iron Man fighting Chris, Kevin is uh, fighting Captain America. Yeah, and I, I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it too much overload. I, hope I never feel that way about Star Wars. Though. Never.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, and then we have uh, the the crazy. I'm old. It's the 25th anniversary of Home Alone. Uh, Mel is happy. Mel, Mel's smiling like yeah. a Cheshire cat. <laughs> so wait, how were you? How old were you when you saw Home
2: Alone?
3: Oh, we were pretty young, but uh, it was dubbed in French. Oh.
1: Were you the same yeah.
2: age as Malcolm McDowell? Um, what? Malcolm McDowell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's the
0: kid in that movie? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Col- Coul- Coul- thank you. I think
3: my brother was as old as him. Leaves Mc
0: Young Malcolm McDowell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Different movie. I'm sorry. I
2: wasn't the same age or not. You, I was I, a
3: little bit older. I really? think It was about my brother's age, so it was sort of like my little brother. got
2: Did any young girl watch that movie and think he was cute?
3: i kind of thought he was adorable yeah but it was like he's a little younger than me so i wouldn't right him. anyway yeah <laughs> that's what i like about you,
2: that you you stay your same age you
1: keep them the same age i remember seeing home alone uh of my friend's big sister a friend of mine was working at the somerset theater so we got snuck into the somerset theater Amazing. to see it the, the, the poor old somerset theater which doesn't exist anymore um and I remember I was too old to be the target audience, but I still enjoyed it. But the thing I couldn't believe is how violent it was. Yeah, yeah. Like it is, it is Looney Tunes violence at its best.
3: That was like my brother and I spent hours recreating those. Oh, movies. that you're trying to recreate those. Movie that seems tracks? dangerous. Was like, we didn't have paint cans. It was like we're going to attach this teddy bear to this thing. It's going to hurt. <laughs> I used <just laughs> to to
0: Dumbleville with Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Has anyone ever seen Home Alone three or four?
3: Yes, they really? are Really? No. The street
0: to video I had younger era.
3: siblings, and so there was a lot of, like, those weird, shitty sequels in yeah. mary King, and Ashley Beethoven, movies. all the Beethoven sequels. <laughs> yeah.
2: Someone should make Home Alone 5 from this room. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I just picture your dad getting, like, hit with a paint can in the head and being like, oh, no, why?
3: He sort of looked like one of the bad guys <laughs> in the
1: movie. <laughs> wait, was Home Alone 2 Christmas as well? Yes. Lost yeah, in New, yes, York. In New yeah, York. yeah, yeah. That's bad parenting.
3: <laughs> they were the two best movies.
1: Well. Well, the, the thing I remember Home Alone is, is to this day, I have a hard time watching John Candy movies because it breaks my little heart. Because I, I grew up on John Candy. Like, when I was a little kid, there was afternoon reruns of SCTV. So, when I was way too young of the target audience, I watched John Candy on SCTV. And I love John Candy. I, I, I grew up on all of his films. And he was so prolific that... that you look at his career; it's not that long, but he did like five movies a year because it was like cameos and voiceovers. And so I remember him from from you know stuff like The Rescuers and Splash and all these movies. And every time I see him, I get oh a little god, sad. Oh my god, The
3: Rescuers! But like I can't um, watch that without oh, crying. Yeah, like, I cry. Yeah, it's like such a good, happy, funny cartoon, but yeah. it's Kinda like, like oh no, he's getting movie. hurt right yeah. now. Yeah, Rescue it's,
1: it's like the animation's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of the last like heyday of hand drawn. No one went animation. to see it. No, yeah. that was when like.
3: It's, everybody has good memories of that movie, though, and sort of prefers the second over the first. It's weird. I, I was mm-hmm. just
1: talking with a, with a, a new um, uh, friend of mine who's an animator, and we were saying Disney almost went away because Disney had a run of, I think, good movies, but, like, um, The Rescuer's Stuff, Great Mouse Detective, Black Cauldron, um, The Black Hole, all did not make money. That's okay, those are money. all
3: the movies that I grew up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so like, Disney, like, so. yeah.
1: And then it was like, but they almost stopped. Like there was almost, and then then luckily the whole Little Mermaid, Lion King thing happened. But it's crazy to think that now this company that owns everything and everybody was almost (laughs) everybody. (laughs) Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, wait, let's keep on topic here. Lee got a a Star Wars collectible cup with
0: Chewie on it. Don't put that in the washing machine. It'll no. No.
2: I'll, 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 I'll file for divorce. Yeah. It's up in, the <laughs> in the dishwasher.
1: Um, what have to made? Oh, Elf. I love Elf. I do too. Um, it's a good movie. Elf, get... I'm I'm. I'm a, not
3: a Will Ferrell fan. Right. And I like Elf.
1: What? Yes. That's what I've heard too. not even the, want to e- talk
3: about it.
0: Even, even <laughs> folks who don't like Will Ferrell...
3: Like e-
1: Elf. Elf. Elf kills
0: me. Like Elf... It I, shouldn't be good. I don't yeah, think yeah, I know. Yeah. It's good. It, Like you look at the trailer and you're yeah. like, this looks like... Shit. Yeah, and then yeah. you watch it, and it's actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah. I know what's coming, I know the jokes, but like, I know the songs, I know everything, but it, it it knocks me out. I love that movie, and I love that it's just been left alone. They haven't made a sequel or whatever, it's kind of
2: its own thing. It's really thing. fun to watch with kids, especially when he's eating, like, all the food. Yeah, yeah. The, They, like, get grossed out, it's really fun. And,
1: uh... Gremlins! Gremlins! Gremlins, oh, Gremlins, Gremlins. My story with Gremlins is my brother's ex-girlfriend got furious at us one Christmas Eve, because at home, uh, we were like, let's watch a Christmas movie. <laughs> and so my brother and I put in Gremlins. And she didn't know what it was. And she thought it was going to be a cute little movie. And when like the microwaving oh, and no. stabbing started happening, she got really furious at us for ruining Christmas and upset. But uh,
2: Isn't the same director of Gremlins that you do Home Alone?
1: No. Nah, Gremlins
0: was Joe Dante. Yes, thank yeah, you. Home I've Alone is, home Chris is Chris, Chris Columbus. Columbus. Yes, thank you.
1: But what I like about Gremlins is it's so... Hollywood fake, like the the, the big opening uh, town scene. It's you Hill could, Valley. Hill Valley. You could tell it's fake snow. You could tell it's extras just sweating in their parkas. But it is Hill Valley from Back to the
2: Future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except they
1: shot it like yeah. one year later, so it looks exactly like the set of Back to the Future. Yeah, and it has that wonderful Hollywood fakeness up of it. <laughs> you could just tell, like, it's all backdrops and it's that like, like, like uh, fake snowman and fake everything. I wish
2: Gremlins Two was a, a Christmas movie because yeah. it'd be a good double bill. Yeah, I really like Gremlins Two. It's really fun.
1: Gremlins 2 is this weird, like, fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. inside joke, like, swing for the fences sequel that. I remember no one went to see it. No. But I, saw,
2: I saw it with a bunch of friends and we all loved it.
1: Yeah, I loved it a lot. I, I, like, uh, I like Joe Dante and I like his sense
2: of humor. Yeah, so, yeah. Gremlins probably is one of my favorite films on that list. Yeah. Now, I tried, to, I, spent, I spent a lot of time trying to find another cool classic to show. Yeah. Something different that we never shown before. And. Unfortunately, everything's, everything's owned by MGM, and when it's owned by MGM... Yeah, it doesn't now, exist. It doesn't exist cool. in Canada. Only, you know, you have to, I'd have to book it from a UK distributor, and it would cost us three times as much as it would just showing any old movie. Yeah. So the risk is too great, and none of us care about Christmas at <laughs> once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I scoured the internet looking
1: for old movies, and there's, there's some, but I, when I passed them along to you, I the figured, fish, the I figured they'd wife. be gone. Yeah. Or, yeah.
2: There was a really good Jodie Garland one. What's the Judy Garland one? Uh, yeah. Meet Me in St. Louis. Okay, yeah. And um, all of MGM. When I saw MGM, or UA's logo on yeah. it, boom. Yeah. Next. I wonder if...
1: That's if, a
3: bummer.
2: Yeah. Because there's, there's so...
1: There's so few classics and they kind of get watched every year. Yeah. It'd be but, nice to find it like a, well, a like, hidden when gem. like
3: Can we book like those Rudolph movies? Or like Frosty the Snowman? Those like, are for teams. television. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess
2: and so. For, for, when, when television is involved rarely does a big studio like 20th Century Fox or right. I believe owns those movies would ever let it go theatrically um, what's funny I just, I just thought Christmas Story is available we're not showing it this year we usually show it every year I believe like that movie opens with the MGM logo but in Canada it's owned by Warner Brothers weird yeah canada is a weird country (laughs) because of theatrical distribution yeah it's like it's you know people don't i think a lot of our customers think when they see the r rating or a pg rating on a poster that's the american rating for the entire country and in canada it's every it's provincial
3: we had this conversation recently actually because a friend of mine is renting the theater for a birthday party Mm -hmm. and the rating that's on the film that she originally wanted to watch is pg-13 um
2: but in canada what's it rated
3: PG. I looked it oh, up cool. on the on the on the website, and so at first she was like, "Oh, we're gonna have to watch a different movie." What film? Um, she wanted to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, because Robin Williams
0: passed away. Well, because she loves it, actually. <laughs> yeah. She's
3: a she's a really cool eight year old, and so she's oh, like, "Oh, she's
2: eight, and she wants to watch that yeah. movie. That's, that is cool." Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: so she was like, "I want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire for my birthday party." Um, but then her mom was like, I don't know if all your How friends are cool. Oh, she's seen Mrs. It. Doubtfire. She's got a cool it's, mom, too. Can you catch your
2: dad in the closet <laughs> putting on a <mom's> dress? <laughs> Let me explain things to you. <laughs> huh, that's cool. Yeah.
3: So uh, her alternate was Free Willy. If,
2: uh... Or Bullet. Which is the <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the coolest kid ever. Free Willy. I've never seen Free Willy.
3: Mm.
0: We his... Well, Michael Matt, you should see it, because Michael know, Madsen's yeah. in it. Yeah, I know.
2: The year after he he's made... a lot
0: of movies, though. The year after he made Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> and kids would recognize him from that movie. Oh, uh, well, look, it's... Michael
2: Madsen did that movie, and Harvey Keitel did Monkey Trouble. Monkey yeah, yeah Tal- I remember seeing Monkey
0: <laughs> Trouble. And even seeing it as a kid, thinking, it's really weird that Mike uh, Harvey Keitel's in this movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's in Sister Act. Yeah. What a weirdo. He's... <laughs> and he's in... No, he's not in Home Alone. It's Joe Pesci. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting Malcolm
0: McDowell confused. <laughs> and, James, and James <laughs> Kahn is an elf. Yes. Yes, he's excellent in that.
1: Yeah. Free Willy is a movie in which the poster spoils the movie. Mm-hmm. The poster <laughs> shows That's the true. climax of the movie. Uh, okay, let's get on track and talk about what we have this week. Um, uh, to, on, for kids' movies, to keep on kind of the family matinee thing, uh, we have Hotel Transylvania 2. This movie on the surface is just an Adam Sandler movie, which I am opposed to. Yeah, but that's the only one we've ever booked. It's, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's directed by Jenny Tardeskoski, who is an animation mastermind. So if you come to this movie, I saw the part one at the Animation Fest a couple years ago. Same director? Same director, yeah. And the animation is crazy, and it's 3D, but it looks like 2D, has that squash and stretch, and it's just, he puts a lot of himself into it. So if you're not familiar with with uh, the Jenny Tardeskoski, he did Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, mm-hmm. Samurai Jack, and Star Wars The Clone Wars, the first Star Wars The Clone that was Wars. so good. He's amazing. So this movie... We're seeing. Samurai... Samurai. Samurai Jack. That was good. Which is brilliant, yeah. yeah. And I wanted these two movies to do well because he came back to do the second one. <coughs> he wants to do a feature film of Samurai Jack. And so I'm hoping now that he can say, "Look at the box office numbers for this." Let me go do Samurai Jack. That's Samuel
2: and Jackson, right? Uh, no, it's. Um, is he not in
1: that No? It's uh, Phil Lamar does the voice of Samurai Jack, and um, but yeah, oh, you're thinking of Afro Samurai. Yeah, is Sam is Samuel Yeah. So yeah, so Hotel Transylvania 2. That's our family friendly matinee this weekend. Uh, we're bringing back Suffragette for a second weekend.
3: Yay!
1: Uh, I was here last night to see the nine o'clock show, and the Suffragette Suffragette show was packed. Like they were, so.
3: It's been busy.
1: And then um, Ottawa premieres this week are James White, which I know nothing about. What's James White
0: about? I've seen the trailer. It's That's about it. this young 30 year old, this 30 year old guy. is a big screw up. Yeah. You know, his life's a mess and his mother's dying of cancer.
2: The reviews are amazing.
0: Yeah, it won uh, an award at the AFI Fest and at Sundance, and yeah, apparently it's, it's fantastic. It looks
3: real emotional.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the trailer looks sad. So, so,
2: so is Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and then our other uh, premiere this week is, is Terror, which is typed out bracket T bracket error, terror. And it's a, um, it looks like one of those terrifying documentaries where you're like
0: it filmmakers is a are crazy. Eh? Yeah, counterterrorism and surveillance and all the dirty things that the FBI does. Yeah, so like the the in this
3: quote unquote war on terror.
0: Yeah, the, the first
1: documentary to place filmmakers on the ground during an active FBI counterterrorism sting operation, and every once in a while I see these documentaries and like there's bullets flying, and I'm like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> like you guys are, so so it's it's one of those, you know, documentary more terrifying than fiction kind of ones where you're. Edge of your seat and watching this stuff go down. Um, and then on the same vein, Sicario. Sicario. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Which, all star cast, uh, Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin,
2: Benicio del Toro. Montreal filmmaker. Denise Villeneuve. This his next film will be Blade Runner 2.
0: Is it really? Yeah. So if I you did want to not know, what know Blade that. Runner
1: look like
2: <laughs> come see Sicario.
1: What was his, he last did Prisoners, Prisoners right? And, which on I
0: love. Sandi Am I pronouncing hey, that right? Which one's on D- I think I, I, N- I think Mel's doing a better job.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and Enemy's good. I saw Enemy with you. You were so yeah. angry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't crazy. I, maybe I need to see it again. I don't know. He's like a fun, like he's a fun film filmmaker. He yeah, he's like he is really stuff. talented, and he's everyone in Montreal is really excited
2: that he's doing Blade Runner too. Like apparently his friends are walking around, going to bars, and they're hanging out with him, and nah. they're asking him all kinds of questions, and <laughs> yeah where is Blade Runner 2 are they like about to film it or are they yeah I think they're filming I think I think from what I understand Prometheus 2 which is now called Alien Covenant right and Blade Runner 2 will go in production at the same time man um, I think it's yeah early in the new. I think it's in the, in the winter somewhere
1: and what else Rocky Horror Picture Show so kind of continuing our 40th anniversary celebration of Rocky Horror Picture Show I never saw that poster until last night oh this the, is the, the, the new the, the, the cake, cake one? yeah
3: we yeah. didn't end up putting it out in the end because I couldn't find it. It's cool, eh?
2: Yeah. Why does Sam like that poster better than the one with him on it?
3: Um, I think just because they're crazy about <laughs> yeah. Rocky Horror in general, mm. and they're this of like, a fun photo. Poster. It's like a random, yeah, not not the usual poster. Right.
2: I think I think also 20th Century Fox figures people are showing Rocky Horror Picture Show. They're not gonna have posters. So we'll make it's a poster and get it out to the cinemas and be able to show it. We've got posters coming out of our buttholes. With yeah. Me yeah. So.
3: yeah. So this is, they don't usually have a November screening. Right. Um,. I guess it's uh, because of the, the um October the, the October kerfuffle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The October evacuation.
2: The evacuation of the theater. Oh right, yeah. Sam Sam I asked Sam before I programmed that if it'd mm-hmm. be okay to do it and he was. I don't think the whole cast is, but he is. <laughs> no. He's the he's leader though. He's also like
3: the Mo. leader though, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like
2: big Mo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they all follow Mo. <laughs> Will there I my mind's blank. Will there be a December Rocky horror?
3: Yeah, they usually put on. A, well, yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to speak for Sam. I'm gonna assume that yes, but yeah. they usually put on a, a special Christmas show. No,
2: I'll try to figure that out today and put we can put it online or something. Cool. I was just gonna say yeah. So
1: next month will be the final 40th anniversary celebration. It's crazy that yeah. 40 years. I think like, with a movie like that, you kind of when when a movie's a cult movie, you forget that it's also an old movie. Yeah. And so you have The cus- fact
3: that we played every month is sort of like, well, Tim Curry is still this young in my mind. Exactly,
1: yeah. And that's why we have people coming who are 65 <laughs> or people who are, you know, 15. Yeah. So it's a real weird mashup of a crowd. Yeah. Cuz you have people who saw it when they were in their youth come to see it again. And and what
0: what's the Ottawa connection? We had the Ottawa had the premiere. The Ottawa Film Expo put on its North American premiere. At yeah, the NAC. Yeah. Ah. Back in 75. That's weird. That, like you look I at think
3: the, we have a um, we have newspaper like
0: newspaper clipping. clipping. Yeah, yeah. So
2: like Ottawa has a nice connection to the the legacy of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Frank Taylor programmed it. Yeah, he, he's a he's a member of the main fair. He comes in every once in a while. Yeah, and he he told me he still has Tim Curry's phone number at home. Oh, in his Rolodex. Let's phone him. <laughs> <laughs> Have him on the show. Can we
3: invite him on the podcast?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, Tim Curry's not doing anything right now. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. But Frank's really nice. He used to run the Ottawa Film Expo. Cool. And it was a big film festival in Ottawa that kind of vanished because TIFF got bigger and the Toronto, the Montreal Film Festival got better. And that's why there's no need for film festivals in Ottawa. We can continue with yeah. different <laughs> things. <laughs> the um what was it? So we've booked a whole
1: bunch of other stuff that's coming up in the near future. I'm trying to think what got booked since we did our last um, last thing. Besides love. Besides love.
0: Oh, we've got uh, uh, experimenter with oh yeah Sarsgaard and Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. That's about the Stanley Milgram experiment. Yeah. Somebody was
1: saying. Green. Somebody was saying. I think it's experimenter on the same topic. William Shatner did a movie in like the '70s Mm -hmm. or something like that. And I was like, wow, I want to see that movie now too.
2: I haven't confirmed *IT Man* three, but we're hoping to get *IT Man* three in January, which would be pretty It stars uh, Donnie Yen, who's at, who's filming *Star Wars* Rogue One right now. Yeah. And Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> uh, and then Rory. Hoping to get Rory. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. I'm. It's. Uh, finally talked them down from a ridiculous. Yeah. Price that they wanted They wanted to charge at a ridiculous minimum, so.
1: The uh, the the one I'm really excited about coming up in December, and as always happens with my luck, I will not be here. Um is uh December 16th and 17th, we're screening All Things Must oh, Pass, yeah. which is uh, Colin Hanks' documentary about his love of Tower Records down in the States. Um and it's anybody of kind of Colin's age bracket kinda of has more of a memory of the the record store, video store. So it's all kinda of about that, about that culture, that society, kids growing up in these stores, the interaction with the clerks, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's supposed to be really great documentary. It's gotten really good buzz from the, the festivals that it's been screening at. And it's one of those ones that I just heard about, thanks to kind of podcast land, because Colin was on on Nerdist and Doug Loves Movies and Comedy Bang Bang, kind of spreading the word about this movie. And it's a, it's a Kickstarter movie, too, which is always cool. And Dave Grohl's in it. And it. Of course Dave Grohl's in it. I think it's a contractual obligation that if you make a music-themed documentary that Dave has to be in it.
2: Have you heard of Southbound? no it's like a new film from the people that did VHS VHS 2 it's like an anthology okay. of horror yeah it was just out South by Southwest you know apparently it's pretty good We're hoping to get that soon too
0: T- uh, Tangerine on uh, December 19th That's, yeah uh, what's that about it's about T- prostitutes <laughs> or something I wish every knew it was
2: uh, I thought you said Tangerine <laughs> uh,
0: T- Tangerine I stand corrected no I think it's because I was almost going to say Dangerous Men Dangerous yeah. Oh,
2: we should talk about
0: that. Yeah. Andrew can't stop talking about Dangerous I know.
3: He's going to marry this movie.
0: (laughs)
2: Every time before he goes to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning or 5.30 in the morning, (laughs) he has to post something new about Dangerous Man. But I was going to say about Tangerine, I I stood corrected because there was a little
1: Lee sent out an email, said, what do you guys think about this movie?
3: Oh, and Christmas.
1: Yes. I didn't realize it's a Christmas film. Oh, I not we have that. That should Christmas? be on our Christmas film. You're films. right, it yeah. should be. I didn't realize until cuz I have even seen stuff about it. It didn't it didn't scream Christmas cuz it's kind of I think set in California so there's not like snow on the ground, but I believe it's a Christmas Eve film. And at first glance it might seem dark, but I've heard it's actually quite comedic and endearing and it's just it's about
2: after, yeah, after what well, after hearing that her boyfriend slash pimp uh, cheated on her while she was in jail a hooker and her best friend se- uh, set up to find him and teach him uh, a lesson and yeah it's set on Christmas it's good movie set to celebrate
3: uh, violence against women day oh is that <laughs> with some revenge yeah that's, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> uh, that's yes. today it is today yeah
0: oh
2: I wish I knew when I got it.
0: Well, oh, we're showing, yeah, suffragette. Suffragette, that counts. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, yeah. And Samurai Cop
1: Two. <laughs> there's a lot of strong female role models in that movie. I think, right?
0: Yeah, they're all hooked They're all they're all porn stars. <laughs> good role model for the kids. So yeah, there's a really great Vanity Fair article about Dangerous Men that uh, wow, explains buzz. the making of the film. There's a scene in the film. Remember the scene where the car goes down the cliff mm-hmm. and explodes? That's the filmmakers daughter's car. He took it away from her because he was mad at her. Oh. And wow. then while he had it in his possession, he's like, I'm just gonna destroy it. And then she saw the film and she's like, Oh so that's what happened to my car.
2: <laughs> what a jerk. So she saw it like twenty years yeah, later? Yeah. Wow. After he was dead. Yeah. Wow. Oh no,
0: maybe shortly before he died. Wow. That's a good story. Yeah. Was she did she laugh or she started Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. I heard a story once and I won't name names or
1: schools, and they swear this story is true. That at a film school, the various short film projects, uh, the te- they're showing it on the rough cut back to the teacher, and the teacher witnesses a car like roll off a cliff and just get smashed. And so what happened was the students like rented a a, a junker car and got all the insurance on it, and then smashed it, and then and then claimed that the car was like stolen or something, wow. and that was happened. And the teacher just looked at them and were like, "I don't want to know how you did that. That looks great." I never want to see that again. And what? supposedly they got... Glad away... you
3: got your take. Yeah, yeah.
1: supposedly they got away with it of just, like, calling 911 saying, I had a car and it was stolen. And then they found it and then they used it in their film. I think every filmmaker Plum
2: thinks of that. Yeah. <laughs> does
1: <it. laughs> And he's like, if you got caught, you'd have to be like, various laws you're breaking. Yeah. But, yeah, my, my friend swears it's a true story. And he's like, yep, that's crazy enough to be true. Wow. But so, yeah. But, yeah, you always think that, like, I want to blow up a car... I just rent a car and like get all the insurance on it in fact I think that's like a jackass sketch yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so. they just
0: destroy the car and bring it back
1: mm-hmm. yeah um, what else we got coming up you scroll down sorry we're looking at the internet there's no down oh wait up up
0: up he never died with Henry Rollins
1: oh yeah he never died with Henry Rollins um, and then a uh, uh, Christmas Story there's, like, three Krampus movies coming out in various places, yeah. which is crazy. Krampus is... And there's, like, a, there's like Kickstarter stuff for, like, you know, Krampus dolls or Krampus things. So, what, I don't know...
2: What, what are we talking about right now?
1: The Krampus... The, he's the a monster in uh, a Christmas Story. Oh, the right. The evil yes. Santa Claus. And for some reason, Krampus has made this, like, big... I don't even know what's a comeback, because I don't know who's ever here.
3: Big debut, Big right? debut, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I don't know which pop culture gets the credit for... Cran- Christmas cramp us out, yeah. So you come see him here, uh, December 11th, in a Christmas story, and then he'll be in various other things in the next upcoming Christmas season. The Christmas horror story. Christmas horror story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a, not the normal. I was
2: trying to think of the evil Santa Claus in a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. How are we doing for time? Is that about it?
0: Well, we're just about to uh, reach her I'm not our not looking end time. At a, I'm not looking at a clock,
1: so I'm always confused of when we're about to end. Uh, did you look at anything this week for the uh, the book recommendation, audiobook recommendation? Uh, well, let's no. Um. I am I am listening I, I just finished listening to um, uh, Aziz Ansari's mm-hmm. audiobook, which is great. I I always love listening to and the it's like a one-man show. If you're listening to Steve Martin's book or Tina Fey's book or whatever, uh, so that's what I always recommend is anything like that. It's better. Sometimes it's a bit distracting, I find, to listen to, like, a fictional audiobook because you're kind of coming and going. But just listening to uh, an audiobook that's, like, a one-man show like that is
0: always what I listen Stephen to. Stephen King has a new book,
1: <laughs>
0: and it's on Audible. What's it called again? Mm. The Bizarre of Bad Dreams.
1: Oh, yeah. It's what, uh, that, that, I think, is cool because it has a whole bunch of different people doing the, the, uh, doing the narration because mm-hmm. it's short stories. So then he does one, and a bunch of other cool people are in there as well. Um, and I know, um, what was I thinking to do? Oh, uh, House of Targ, our neighbors at House of Targ, they were at the Pop Expo, and they had a. Uh, um, star, they brought the Star Wars pinball game mm. and just had it on free play. But I was too to Blake
3: busy. was wearing a burger toque that I'm really jealous of. Uh, Were you there? Did you <laughs> no, I saw uh-huh. photos online though.
2: Anna and, and Max spent a lot of time at the target table. Yeah, playing the pinball machine, and then Max and and Al got along really well. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Josh had he had
1: he had his um, microphone going, and so he was like heckling. Doing the voice. <laughs> doing the voice. And Gwen brought her her uh, Spider Gwen jumpsuit, so he was very impressed with that and called her over and we they had a like Wheel of Fortune game and we played some games got a coupon nice. get two dollars off some pierogies next time we go um, oh
3: that's cool yeah yeah I want that
2: I've been too busy to go to Target lately I'm so sad
3: I've been why working was, all the
1: time why
2: was Darth Vader in a wheelchair does anyone know why he was like spent the whole weekend Darth Vader the, the guy who played Darth Vader at Xbox Oh, I don't know. Was in a wheelchair the entire time. Maybe I just he thought just, maybe like, gets
3: tired really easily. <laughs>
2: Darth Vader. Yeah,
3: I don't
2: know. Oh, do you mean yeah. Darth Maul? No, Darth Vader. I didn't know Darth Vader was there. No, the, well, the the, the uh, you know, the hundred and five hundred first battalion.
1: Oh, oh, you mean you like know, the, not the act,
2: not David Prowse, but just a guy. Yeah, in, in oh, a yeah, full Darth Vader's outfit in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. I don't oh. know. And so he was being wheeled around. I just think I don't know. Kids see that. <laughs> yes. what's, what's I'm not gonna
3: Vader? believe in the force anymore. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, it's what you get for going to the dark side. Well, Don't lose balance of the force. I was gonna do such a thing in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: the coolest thing—they've been there before. But the coolest thing I saw
1: is they, there's these like life-size, like perfect Daleks, like Doctor Who Daleks.
3: Whoa!
1: And it's people like they have that, and they have R 2s that are just perfect, but they cost mm-hmm. like. Ten thousand dollars and eight hundred man hours to make. Well, it's
3: like sometimes people ask us uh, where we got the Han Solo in Carbonite yeah. and it's like, yeah, from your best dream. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's from the movie. Yeah, Harrison Ford gave it to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. he knew. He knew we were. Man, it's so funny. Like people still don't notice. I, I still witness people walk in and like double take, and then look up at Han. They just don't notice him kind of hiding back there. Kind when, of. It,
2: when it hung at the Mayfair Theater, Orleans. I often heard people think it was called, Hey, they have a Terry Fox statue. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's once amazing. I heard someone say, call it, uh, they thought it was, uh, um... Martin Luther King. Martin
3: Luther King. What? <laughs> Interesting. I can't even see it. No. Weird.
1: No. I'll, I'll enter a contest every once in a while off of like a nerd website to win, like, life-size uh, Boba Fett. Or life-size something. Man, I'd love to have that in here, too. <laughs> it's, it's like, anybody who wants to give us life-size props, yeah. we will gladly take them. The last somebody I don't know if it got dropped off yet, but somebody said they got a um, uh, like a cassette, an audio cassette with the soundtrack for Dangerous oh, Man. Yeah, the the cassette EP of it. Yeah. yeah. So I said I said because uh, he said I had, it was on Twitter. He I,
0: got it at Fantastic Fest or something. Yeah, they were
1: just giving them out, and I was like, I'm sure we could add that to our little museum, or Andrew will steal it and take it home and put it in his Dangerous <laughs> Man. Sleep with it. Dangerous Man collection. Sleep I with I, it. I again sadly missed it because I've been I was working. Um, but how how did the crowd react to Samurai Cop oh, One and well. Two?
0: We had a good turnout for it. Excellent, excellent.
1: If I come see Samurai Cop Two,
2: I won't know what is
1: going on because I haven't seen Samurai, Samurai Cop One. Samurai Cop went over
0: really well. Yeah, cool, good, yeah. good, good.
2: Um, so I think people are excited for it too I, I, I think I, I think we should show the new Rocky movie even though it's opening today I think we a way to see it here I was just, I went oh, to the sure. candy bar the other day and I looked up and I thought oh I
1: <laughs> a guess lot of we should talk sh- about
3: those toys yeah, I, yeah.
2: I, I, I had already assumed we
1: were just going to show okay, the new Rocky okay, film okay, yeah good. and it, it is getting really good That's uh, excellent I, I yeah. saw it
2: last night yeah yeah it's a beautiful film. And, Actually it does what Star Wars needs to do. Yeah. Make the fans happy. And as a hot yeah. Star- Rocky fan, I'm very happy. Yeah. And I, I want Star Wars to be that good. So
1: I know it's hard to judge because people ask me maybe this about geek movies sometimes, but like pretend you're somebody who just, just woke up and have never seen or heard of Rocky. I, does it stand? I as went a with Jenny movie? Lee.
2: Okay from yeah. Casatari. She's never seen a Rocky movie before. Yeah. And she sat beside me, but she watched Fruitville Nation. Yes. Sorry, Fruitville Station the night before, which is on Netflix now. Yeah. Which we showed two years ago, and it's from the director of Fruitville Station. She loved that. Yeah. So yeah, she really, she really enjoyed Rocky. Creed. Creed. Yes. I I, I call it Rocky Seven. Yes. It's called Creed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 um, it's probably, yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of the best Rocky films. I find it so interesting that so like
1: so we have we have Star Wars, we have Rocky a few years ago, we had Tron, we have Ash on TV right now. And it seems that these old actors are more embracing their their characters. Stallone always kind of has. But they're
2: talking on. There's Oscar buzz for Stallone and supporting
1: actor for Creed. I wish. I thought a couple years ago there was just briefly a bit of Oscar buzz for Jackie Chan and Karate Kid. Right. Yeah. And I, I I was I, I would have been okay with that. You know, he's
2: making the new Martin Campbell movie. Martin Campbell directed Casino Royale. Yes. And he he's doing a film with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Jackie Chan joined the cast. Because China's, like, it's all the difference in the world now. China's, like, no, more people are spending money in movie movie theaters in China now than the United States, almost.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Cool. My computer's about to die. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
2: bye.
1: Battery running out is ending the podcast. Yes.
2: (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. See you at the movies. (laughs) That's stupid.